0: Welcome to episode 186 that's 186 it is the ENS Wolves podcast I'm your host Nathan Judo I'm here back with Mr Joe Edwards after Mikey Burroughs uh, was magnificent last week but we're back with Mr Edwards uh, first before we start uh, I'd like to offer on behalf of myself and Joe and um, the whole of the Expression star our uh, thoughts prayers best wishes to Raul Daniello and the whole of the Jimenez family we're going to be talking about that uh, later on of course uh, but we'll go straight into it Joe uh, first of all mate uh, how was your week off you, you're, back. You, uh, you're back you're back you refreshed you're good to go straight on the back with an excellent win at Arsenal um, are you uh, you okay mate over in Wolverhampton
1: yeah tier 3'd right. up tier 3
0: up to the max tier 3'd up to the max yeah to the
1: gills um, yeah, what did you but- do
0: what did you do on your week off did you get, get yourself to Aldi mate what
1: else can you do have a walk in the park a uh, little, little bike stroll yeah, so we we went on a couple of walks. We went to Chase Water. I don't know if you ever frequented there. In, in Chase Brown, Water, Br- Brown Hills, Brown Hills Way. I don't but, know
0: where Brown Hills is, mate. To be honest, alone. Yeah, okay. Chase Water yeah. is it a reservoir?
1: It's basically a huge lake. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's got kind of trails going all the way around it and stuff like that. So we had a walk there. Nice, nice. Um, hand in hand. Are you at that stage yet with the uh... wife,
0: or is it more just like a show? Ch- Pockets because it's pretty cold, and uh, let's have a yeah, coffee.
1: Probably yeah. more, 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 more side of the latter. I think. Are
0: uh, you? Are you an affectionate person in public? By the way, because Alana's very, very much not. She, she didn't even want to hold no. hands, like kissing in public. She, she, uh, the old ho- holding hand, which I'm not that bothered about to be honest. But she's definitely, um, especially when I met her, she wouldn't want to kiss in public. she want to show kind of no. a public affection. But then you see the other people are all over each other. Oh, proper snogging! I mean, just like the bus stops. Yeah, t- yeah. tongues and, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place of that. Like when I'm back in the 20s, and you're in a club on the night. Don't get me wrong, but not in front of public. And you're at a bus stop, like you say. You're, you know, you just not that I've been at a bus stop for for 25 years, but I imagine did these kind of scenes still take place? But you know, oh, yeah. if I, if I'm in a restaurant, I don't want to be seeing. I don't want to see people all over each other. You
1: know? No, no. I, I, I'm more like that as well. We we we've, we're not so affectionate in public. A hold of the hands, I think that's I, that's acceptable. But, yes. Uh, yeah heavy petting in public uh oh, that, that, heavy a, petting a, a big a big now now no it is it's absolute, no, no mate, um but you had a good week though. I had a good week. we also went on, on a walk around bridge North. Have you ever been to bridge north
0: uh I played cricket in bridge North, not I' right. a walk around it i I've, I've been yeah. hit all around bridge North, but not walk around
1: <laughs> it um bridge north's nice. Um, so we had a bit of a walk around there. Got a coffee. Had a bit of a got a few Christmas presents actually as well. So oh, what have you got me, mate? Go and give me a sneak peek. What is it? What is it? Give me a clue. We actually got a JML thing for the cat. No, nothing for you. Oh, um, wow! Stash. <laughs> Stash you it's, didn't get any birthday presents either, by the way. No, I, I I wasn't expecting to see you at Arsenal, so I was I was caught a bit off guard. So nah. I, I am I am. Thinking of getting you something, oh, belated.
0: Come on, baby. Come on. Well, I saying that, mate, you did get me a little present because um, um, when I did turn the big four o, and I kept it, I kept it kind of under wraps for uh, for the for the last podcast. I don't want to give Burrows a bit of ammunition, to be fair, especially the day before. But uh, yeah, I was supposed to be abroad for for fortieth, not happening. So um, came downstairs on, on uh, turning the big four o and um, loads of balloons, mate. Alana had got up at five in the morning and she must have yeah. blown up about these. Are, easily over 150 balloons nice. and she, she she puts them all together they're all going down the banister of the stairs big arch as i came in there i mean she's got a proper <laughs> she's got a proper you know blow upper of a balloon this this isn't just you know manually blowing um this 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 is proper machine stuff
1: like so a bouncy a, castle thing
0: yeah like, yeah yeah like a mini one that you can get i guess from from <laughs> you know your whatever your sweethearts or whatever these um these balloon places called Clintons and stuff. So she used that, and uh, yeah, very artistic and very impressive. So sat down, had a bit of um, you know sourdough with uh, some smoked salmon, some avocado, some some poached eggs, and, and enjoyed a bit of breakfast. Opened some presents, mate, and then there was this thirty-five minute video montage that Lon put together, yeah. um, which basically was um, to some of the some of my favourite music. So there was Hanson was in there, mate. Backstreet Boys, there, Brittany, it was all really? the absolute classics. So the first 10 minutes was like a montage of us, you know, nice pictures over the years and, and family stuff, which is very cute. And then it was like, and a few people want to say hello uh, on, on the video. And then proceeds 42 video messages of family and friends <laughs> uh here and in the united states which was great and and, and two two people who people will know very well on this podcast pop-up mr joe edwards and mr tim spears leaving me video messages so you were part of my big day is what i'm trying to say
1: yeah did you shed a tear did you
0: did, did Mate, you cry? What, i've watched that? it i've watched it three times it's a i mean i'd I'd love to post it because i mean there's there's some great pieces spears's was very good to be fair very quirky uh Wearing an athletic hoodie, by the way, at oh, the time of really? doing it, yes, Ooh. which uh, which is controversial, but uh, <laughs> it was very was very very good. Uh, but yes, it was um, it was lovely. It brought a tear to the eye. There were a few there were a few funny cameos in there, mate. So uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was much appreciated to see your beautiful face uh, as I turned four oh. But I mean, to be honest, I mean I got some good gifts, but there was some shit as well. I mean, yeah. there was some terrible presents. Like first of all. I used to love, and people some people remember this, some people won't, I used to love a cartoon called Count Ducula, a great cartoon uh, with Nanny and Igor, it used to be on ITV back in the day. So you know, you get it now on Sky Planner or Amazon or whatever, people bought me DVDs of like retro, I'm not, I'm not using DVDs, and no one's using a DVD are they? This wasn't even a, a Blu-ray, this was a your bog standard DVD. Including, uh, including in the bundle pack was that Postman Pat and Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, I lovely. mean, come on! There was a, someone got me a bedazzled beard thing where I, I could colour my beard different different um, colours of the rainbow. <laughs> I mean, come on with glitter! I mean, what are you trying to say? It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll probably use it for a video or something like that. But um, yeah, that, so that 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 might make an appearance on a on a post match reaction vid or two in the uh, in the future. I might save it for uh, save it for for preseason, mate. If we go somewhere in preseason, but uh, yeah, definitely interesting. Feel a little bit more achy. Feel you know I'm going to the toilet a little bit. How how often do you go to the toilet in the night, by the way, on average? Zero to one, would
1: you say in the night? Zero to one, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so from the moment... Yeah, zero to one. Zero to one. See, I, I would say that I'm a solid two, and now I've gone to three. Is that bad? Do I need to see someone?
1: Well, overnight, from turning yeah. 40, it's just your body no, I've has got, told I've gone, you, I need to give it an extra time now. I've, I've gone...
0: I've, I normally go twice a night to the bathroom, and I'm probably going three times a night now, since since, since I've turned it last Friday, which isn't a good situation. Mm. It might be a call-your-doctor scenario. I do like to drink water throughout the night, though. I like to stay hydrated, which I know you're not supposed to probably do. You drink
1: um, obs- obscene amounts of water. For, for, um, just, for the, just for the listener, I mean, Nathan <laughs> must drink around five or six litres of water yeah, a day. Yeah, I would say five to six litres. I think that's normal. Most people drink five to six litres of water a day now. No. Really? Not, no. I, I mean, I'm lucky if I'm one or two. Really? Yeah, I'd say so. You have no. cups, you have cups of tea and cups of coffee. I've got a glass of squash count. now, but I'll probably only have say two or three glasses of squash in a day. Maybe mm. a bo- maybe a glass of water to take to bed. Not five yeah. or six liters. Really? But I think that's quite. I think I think that's on on the high side of things.
0: Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I do enjoy a good a good glug of water, sparkling water mainly, which I know I need to get off and probably have yeah. normal water. But no, it was good, mate. Lovely cake. Had professional cake made. Um, Uh, which was done with them, oh, dark chocolate and peanut butter, which I I did bring you a sample, mate, to Arsenal. I think I gave quite a few to some of the media lads as well because I wanted them to appreciate, and I had to get it out of the house as well because I was going through the whole thing. Uh, But it was dark chocolate and peanut butter.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you. It was was basically like eating a Reese's Pieces. Yes. It was beautiful. Re- really nice. Really nice. And, and and what is surprising about your birthday, you actually told me what you had for dinner on your birthday. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> good I, good I, I thought it'd be, you know, slap-up meal, maybe like... Fillet you know, steak, yeah. Fillet steak, um, yeah. Bit, bit of champers, um, yeah. scallops for, for starter. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, and it was fish finger sandwiches. Fish finger sandwich,
0: mate. <laughs> Living the dream. I'm a man of the people. What can you say? <laughs> Your fish man. finger sandwiches, mate. Two pieces of bread. I mean, bread, obviously, a bit of a sin, but, you know, 40s and all that kind of thing. A little bit of ketchup, no butter, and then drenched in salt and vinegar. Four bird's eye fish fingers yeah. cut in half. little bit of rocket. Cut diagonals. Don't like it. It looks nicer diagonally for me. Cut there. I had two of them. couple of margaritas. Absolutely happy days. Loved it. Loved it. People's I'm,
1: champion, knife and Judah.
0: I'll be having orange chipchew next. Actually, uh, yeah, to be fair, yeah, yeah, there we go. Still don't know what they are, but anyway, that's fine. <laughs> uh, right, mate, let's uh, let's move on. Let's let's move on. Look, we've got we've got to talk about Raúl, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it was um, it was lovely that I was uh, got to see you, mate. Um, and we talk a lot about fans, uh, and the game's not the same without the fans, and we miss the fans. Um, and we're desperate for them to come back. To be honest, mate, I'm absolutely delighted that the fans were not there for this game, and yeah. not because of the result. Of course, the result was, was fantastic, but that's secondary. Um, it was right in front of us. You know, we, we were literally parallel to it, and I know you heard it on the TV, but to hear it live in the stadium and to hear that, I mean, I've, I haven't i have watched it since. I can't watch it. I, I, can't, I, I don't want to watch a replay of the game. I don't want to watch the incident. I can't. Um... But you knew straight away that something serious that something serious had happened, and that impact just echoed, and it just stayed, still stays with me. It's a horrible thing to happen. First of all, I don't think it's anyone's fault, and I know there's a few people saying yeah. David Louise is. I'm sorry, I'm not having that. I'm not no, having that. You're going for the ball. You know, you're attacking the ball. This was this was a 100 percent accident, and we can talk about um, you know everything that happened before and during and after. What happened is, is a complete accident and the access and the medics, and I know Nuno's talked about this at length today in the press conference we just done, they acted absolutely, sensationally, unbelievably quick. Everything was done to the letter of the law. You know, Wolves, the Wolves' doctors are, are just incredible and at the top of their game. Arsenal's doctors, you know, and the St. John's ambulance, the way that he got to the hospital and his subsequent treatment have been, it could not have gone better uh, it's just—it's such a scary thing, and it's when football. And I think we we kind of discussed this at the time. The football is irrelevant. This is a human person, and someone not only who was um, who was who was a brilliant player, but has galvanised and brought a city together. Really, he has embraced Wolverhampton. You know, this this world class superstar has embraced Wolverhampton with his family. You know, and and, and really, it's just. Everyone, every single person in the game, but especially Wolf supporters, the heart just goes out to Raoul, and and I think you can probably give an, an update, really, Joe, uh, about about how Ra- Raoul is. But um, goodness me, that that really affected a lot of people, and and it will continue to do so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was really difficult being there, and I mean, you know, of course, we have a job to do as well, and kind of update as, as things have gone on. But you know, there was. You know it had a horrible feeling in my stomach it did you know he talk about it being a, a sickening clash of heads, which it was but it did you know literally not knock, knock me sick you know it was it, it it was horrible um to see and it was just as you say i i, I have no interest of watching an impl- a, a replay once was enough um but the you know it, you just were just waiting for that for that update um from hospital really we got it early in the second half to say that he'd you know that he, he he had consciousness and was responding to treatment, which was which was you know great to hear, really and a, a real relief. Um, and you know, for now, I mean, it's just a just a time to take things day by day, really, and not kind of get caught up in when he could return or um, you know the talk of you know January, you know a January replacement or something like that. I know it's I know it's going to be. Some people will wonder, and I think it is a fairly valid, you know, thing to to wonder. But the thing first and foremost is just the health of the man behind the footballer. And it's,
0: it's natural; it's natural to talk about that, and and um, and I completely understand that. And, and talking about, you know, when we might see him again and stuff. And I think there is a town and a place, and well, we'll, we'll, we'll that, that's part of what the conversation. I, I completely understand that. What I was frustrated about was less than twenty four hours yeah. after this happened. You know, this is Friday now, so it's different to, to talking about it on a Monday on, on a Monday night. Um, or Sunday night, sorry. People are already talking about, oh, let's bring Olivia Giroux in or yeah, yeah. or you know, or, or, or let's get a general I'm like, come on, like this is this is this is nine hours later, you know, and and you've got someone who's seriously ill in hospital. I'm like, it just it yeah. just it just Maybe you know, everyone's entitled to the opinion, and I get that. It just left a bit of a bitter taste, really. The, the kind of, um, okay, well, that, that's happened, let's move on now. You know, and I understand that people aren't like that, and I understand that, that it's a natural thing to talk about because you talk and you support and Wanderers, but it just felt when, you, when it's six, seven hours later, two, three hours later, you're moving on to the next thing, and I'm like, it just, it just I don't know, it just irked me slightly.
1: Yeah, I think social media, the, the social media age, kind of, I guess, in, influences that behaviour to a sense that it's always, well, what's the next thing, what's the next thing? Um, I think with something like this, it's just be important to just be very much focused on the present and just taking things, you know, like was, Nuno has said countless times, but it really rings true at times like these, just to take things day by day and not look too far ahead. What we know for now is that is that Jimenez has made a good Early early signs, you know, they're they're pleased with his progress so far. They don't want to go too much into specifics because the complex nature nature of a head injury, you know, one is never the same as the as the one previous or the one that will follow. Um, they're they're ever so complex, and you know, the brain is and, and, the, and the skull are, are such delicate parts of the body. So you, you sure. don't want to, you know, you don't want to kind of preempt things or you know, kind of get carried away too much. So what we know for now, he's making he's making decent progress. He should return home early next week and see his daughter. You know, he's yeah, so off.
0: tough with COVID and everything like yeah. that. You know that you, you know. Is uh, Daniela and and his and his daughter Aria. You know he hasn't seen them yet. You know what I mean? Or I know yeah. she's been to been to London and stuff, but at the same time, like there hasn't been. It's not like we're in a we're living in a normal age at this moment in time. So it just adds to it. And I, I was worried at the time that that uh, that Matt Perry wouldn't be allowed to even go with him in the ambulance because yeah. of the the, the restriction and stuff. But you know he's been with them, You know every single day. You know night and day. And he, I can't speak highly enough of the medical department wolves. Well, they are absolutely superb. But. Uh, but it's such a scary, scary moment for that, for the family, and for everyone connected with the football club.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we've we've spoken about Matt before, and everybody you speak to speaks so I live in, But everybody on the Wolves medical team, and and as you say, the Arsenal medical team as well, because are now the um, you know the decision to allow David Luiz to carry on initially is coming for criticism, and understandably so. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily the fault of the of the medics. I think it's just the, the protocol needs looking at, you know, and, and this concussion substitutes, which Nuna was backed. I think that is something that very much needs bringing in really sooner rather than later. Um, but everybody who was on the ground at, at the Emirates, you know, the Arsenal medical team, the Wolves medical team, the NHS paramedics, the hospital staff, once, once Nuna, uh once, uh, sorry, Jimenez had, had gone to hospital with, uh, with Matt Perry. Um, absolutely first-rate, brilliant, you know, can't speak highly enough, got him in the recovery position, administered oxygen straight away, did everything absolutely to a T, and um, and when, you know, Jimenez, you know, hopefully, as we say, makes, makes a full recovery, and s- several months down the line, how long, how long however it takes, you know, however long it takes, that, that's that, that's the main thing, but hopefully he can look back, and, you know, I think that, that treatment, really, that quick response, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. would have been, Crucial, really, and um, yeah, I think everybody who was there um, deserves real, real praise, really, and real credit for for the way that they responded in such uh, difficult circumstances.
0: Yeah, and look, the I guess the natural thing is to look back at, at people who've had similar injuries, I guess, in the past, and yeah. and kind of predict a timeline of when this, uh, you know, when hopefully we'll see Raúl return. And um, look. No, first of all, no two cases are the same. I think that's that's the first thing you can say. You know, it depends exactly what's happening. It depends the healing process, not just physically but mentally as well. Because you've got to, you know, you've got a young family, you've got a daughter, you know, you've got a partner. You've got to think about yourself. And and the great thing is, is that he's, you know, he said he wants to return to the pitch soon. Um, soon is so, soon is. Um, do not think that soon is is what you would envisages yeah. soon you know soon could be next season soon should be next season hopefully fingers crossed it might be next season you just do not know um but it's the most important thing and I think you know Nunes discussed on the in his press conference today he, he thinks he will be back you know he's confident that Raul Jimenez will be back and we back playing football at the highest level so that that's great um I know you spoke to Don Goodman on Monday I think it was Joe Um, who had a fracture of the skull himself and and, and kind of the rehabilitation he went through. Because not only, like you say, physically, but you've got to then go into training. You've got to go, you've got to head a ball again. You've got to be under pressure. You've got to be 100% uh, happy when you return. And also when you do return, you know, even though you say you're okay medically, all the doctors will make sure that I'm sure I'll want to play probably quicker than what other people expect him to. He's got to be completely, completely, one hundred percent happy. Everyone does before he's back on that football pitch. What did what did Don have to say, Joe?
1: Yeah, I mean, he was he was really um, really appreciative of his of his time, really, because uh, I think you know, understandably, he was fielding calls left, right, and centre on on Monday because uh Don has been one of the few that has had an injury like this i mean they're they're pretty unprecedented really I know mm. I know football is a contact contact sport and injuries like this can happen but there's only really been a handful um over the last few decades and obviously don it happened to don and he kind of opened up really on the on on the procedure um he was kind of um an indentation if you like of the skull and he the way he described it was imagine if you press down on a ping pong ball and it kind of indents and then it stays indented. So what it had to be done, he had to have um, four screws uh, drilled into his in, in, into his skull to then lift it back up and get rid of kind of the indent, which I now sounds very graphic, um, but that that is the procedure that he had. Um, then it was a kind of a... a I mean, he, he said interestingly that within about six or seven weeks, he was then back running, but then... Oh, you the only commodity you've got really is time and it yeah. know, it's it one person to the next it will take different time frames to for that to heal as much mentally as you say as as physically I mean he, you know you could wear uh, a skull cap to train in initially perhaps I mean that is a, a road you could go down I mean of course we saw Petr Cech... Play the rest of his career with a, with a school cap, but I think that was a bit different, you know, with a a goalkeeper than an outfield player. Really, that I think that you know it wouldn't necessarily be a case for Jimenez. Maybe it would, but um, it's um, that that would be something that he could do. But all of it through it all, I mean, we spoke to Steve Ball and spoke to John Richards and you know people who are wishing all all the best to Jimenez. But the key point through it all is to. Just make sure the man he, he's 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 okay first. Sure, you know, we all want him to be back scoring goals in a Wolves because he's absolutely incredible. Isn't he? He's a brilliant footballer. Um, we talk about him being a top class striker and one of the best around, and he is. He, he he really is. And you know, you're not just saying that in. You now we've been saying that for months. You know, we're not just saying it now. But um, the the most important thing is that as a father, as a partner, and the, as just a and from everyone you speak to, as a general. Top guy, really, who's who's taken wolves to his heart and really bought into things. Just wishing him the best uh, for now, the person behind the footballer, and hopefully, you know, as as the as the days go by, as the months go on, however long it takes, he can make that full recovery and uh, we'll see him back up on the scoring goals. Absolutely,
0: well, well said, Joe. And uh, and look, when that happened and when he got carried off, and it was, you know, I mean. It felt like half an hour, honestly, watching it live. It really did. But I think it was 10, 12 minutes um, before it got stretched off with the oxygen. Um, That can affect a team quite badly. And I would not have said a bad word if they had gone on and and lost heavily in that game because it can really affect different people in, in different ways. But to come back and show the character that they did to get their first win at Arsenal. How many? 50-odd years, Joe? 40, 50 years? Yeah, 41 and, years, I think. And, and to do it in the style that they did was something that I'll remember for a long time to come. That's yeah. an amazing reaction for a young side. You've taken out Raoul and, of course, Jota and Doc, So you, you know, you're, you're without your three highest 50-odd goals of of you know, from last season, yeah. You've got a young eighteen-year-old who hasn't, you know, who's, who's been called to go and play at you know at Arsenal all of a sudden from absolutely nowhere. You know, Pedence and and Triore and, and and Neto haven't played together really in the same side this season. You're playing a back four that you've only played once before under Nuno, and you've gone to Arsenal 1-2-1. One, one. Oh my God, that is. I don't think they've got enough credit nationally for that. I know they've got no. credit for it. That is an un- for the youth and for the the average age of that squad. Okay, take Marcel out to come in and do that is incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I was flabbergasted really how, how quickly they reacted. Um, I, I mean, naturally, I think for about three or four minutes, five, five minutes maybe that. I think you watched it on the even watching on on telly. You would have realised that it was just a little bit tentative, and it was just kind of feeling the way back in, passing it around a little bit. Not much was happening, which which was completely fair enough. Yeah, they've been they've been cold for twelve minutes, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, but but the way wolves just attacked with such um, such fearlessness, and the understanding between the, the the front four really was was really. Uh, impressive. I mean, we we saw that. Um, uh, there's some suggestions that Silva struggled. I mean, he did not struggle at all. Oh my god! A
0: Guardian article last night. It made my blood boil when I read it. I was like, Fabio Silva. That's the classic case. of no one watching the game, looking at this, looking at the result. Oh, Fabio Silva came on. Oh, and he got some shoot as a yeah. substitute. He must have had a bad game. 18-year-old Fabio Silva struggled. Easy headline. I mean, come on. That I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was fuming, and and don't get me wrong. Like I've had some question marks over Silver, you know, some of the situations and maybe the time that he's had and the time that we've seen him, you know, recently. And and I'm thinking, oh goodness, I, I really hope that he's got a lot, lot of you know, weight on his shoulders with that price tag and stuff. But oh, I thought he was absolutely brilliant yeah brilliant the way he led the line the runs that he made he made striker runs he took defenders away he was important in one of the one, one of the build that i think was might have been the second goal the first goal show the way he's taking a defender away and uh, oh I, I i could not speak more highly of him coming into that situation 18 year old kid away
1: at arsenal not many people can do that well now and uh, the the situation Right, so he's coming on for a player that he's been bought in to learn from and eventually succeed. Yeah. That yeah. that is that is the that's that's the plan. But he's had to watch him be stretched off with oxygen administered and get rushed into an, an ambulance to get to hospital. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, somebody in self position will keep himself ready and fit to, in, in the unlikely you know in the in the event that Jimenez gets injured. But of course, he never wants to see that happen. So to go on and to apply himself in the way he did, and especially for someone who going on going into that game and he had fifty minutes of Premier League action yeah. Yeah. um to, to go in and to kind of show the impose his will, really. he he played the football that you'd expect him to play. I mean, I watched him at Doncaster a few weeks back and again Brilliant mentality, he could have thought he was above it and thought, I played for the tw- for the 21s, you know, I'm a 35 million signing, I'm above this. But he didn't and he scored both goals that night and really kind of showed his class. And the style of play he show- showed at Doncaster, wanting to get on the ball, wanting to create chances, wanting to get on the end of things, was exactly the same thing that he showed against... Against top class players at Arsenal, mm. you know it, it was he took exactly what he did there and just played. He just played the football that he he wanted to play, and I think there was I think there was a lot to be admired about that. Yes, there's you know he's very early days, and and there are things that he's got to improve. I mean, he, you know the the physical aspect is the one that you'd say mainly because yeah. I, I I think we've seen it when, when players come in. Neto has. You know, visibly bulked up hasn't he since, yes. since, since, he's, since he's been a Wolves player? I don't know Jota did the same, has he?
0: Has he? You should see January when I turn over my calendar. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: pecking hell. Um, and, and I mean, you know, we talk about players bulking up, but even Traore has even kind of got even bigger <laughs> over time, you know, if that's even possible, <laughs> but um, so. Silver will have to do a bit of that, but I think it was a very, very good start. It, you know, it, it, for, for the for the introduction, for the circumstances, and the lack of time that he's had with these players. and know he will have done things with them in training, but that's completely different to doing it in a match when it mm-hmm. matters. And um, yeah, I was I was really encouraged by his performance.
0: And this is this is the kind of decision and the kind of decisions why Nuno is is one of the very, very best, not just in the Premier League, but in world football, tactically. Yeah. Because if you're on the sideline there and you think, right, okay, Raul's, Raul's obviously coming off here and he keeps looking across and he's thinking, right, Nuno, and a lot of managers would do this and play safe. They would say, away at Arsenal, nil-nil. This kid's had 20, 20, 30 minutes total of Premier League action. I'm going to play it safe. Let's bring on Ruben Neves. Yeah. Let's bring on Ruben Neves. Let's shore it up. Let's try and get a point, and we'll play the three lads. You know, interchanging up top, or let's bring on Vitinha. Something like that. Yeah. That was the risk. That was for Nuno, or for a lot of people, the riskiest decision that he could make. But I tell you what, that will that will that could change, change the mentality and change a player by backing him like that. I tell you what, Fabio Silva, you're on. Your Rauls, you know, long-term replacement. You're in, son. And the, the, that decision that he made there, I think will will, will be will be massive, and you'll reap massive rewards in times to come. Because if he hadn't done that, and he could quite easily not have done that, if you're Fabio Silva, you're like, God, he doesn't trust me here, does he? Yeah. You know, I haven't played much at all this season. I thought I could have had a few more minutes. I haven't. He's gone to other people. And then when the big chance comes he's gone to Virginia or he's gone to Neves and he and he'll come on for ten or fifteen minutes at the end of the game and he trudges back to the bench and psychologically and mentally that will have probably have affected him because he'll know that and his heart'll be going knowing, Am I gonna get called it? And the fact that he did and he put put in a performance that showed Nuno's faith in him, I think is massive. Not just this season, not just next week, not just next month, but for the next two, three, four years. That moment there is huge.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's been a good few weeks for Silva and Having spoken to him at Doncaster, we got the chance to have a, you know, five ten minutes with him. I was really impressed um, by how quickly he's grasped English, the the you know English. I mean, I know we, um, I know uh, all the all the Portuguese lads really have, have shown a real you know adeptness to to adapt to it quickly, but he. It was really kind of speaking at length, had a had a nice kind of sense of humour and just kind of took t- the time and it was really nice to see. And I, I really think he has got the right mentality. And, you know, we, you, you speak about it with Nuno's signings and maybe look at it as a bit of a cliche that, oh, we, we've got to get players with the right mentality. But it's so important, especially when now operates with such a, a small squad and a, a kind of, you know, small pack mentality. To get players in who can have the right mentality, adjust in difficult circumstances, speaks volumes. And and silver, silver's confidence will, will have undoubtedly have been boosted. I mean, he he is shown now that, of course, while not the, the finished article by any means, I mean, you know, he probably won't hit his peak until him and his age. You know, yeah, 28, yeah. 29. That that he's probably when, as a striker, you are at your peak of your powers. He's got plenty of time ahead of that, but. He's shown that in the Premier League for the here and now, while he's very much still one for the future, he can offer something. He can offer something. He can be a viable option, and and that is the biggest thing. Because I mean, he came in for a lot of money, which, understandably, raised a lot of eyebrows. I mean, it it was an unprecedented kind of signing, really. But for him to come in and say, "Yes, I can offer something right now," I think that would have kind of silenced a lot of doubters. And I think it could be big for him moving forward now.
0: It can be. And uh, and the formation, I was going to touch on before, before we move on, Joe. Uh, the fact they can play four at the back or five at the back or three at the Four, three at the back, I guess. You know, like three or five. It depends which way you look at it. Um, it's... Um, it's def- I don't I think we'll see one or the other, you know, going forward you know, for the back for the rest of the season or the next ten games. I think they will change it. We might see a change at Liverpool. We'll discuss this, I think, when we when we go into the preview after the questions. But the fact that they've got that option and they've got that uh you know that, that triangle up top now with with um with Fabio Silva leading the line is is a great option to have. And it just shows that, you know, you, you take Raul out of that and it's a shame because Goodness me, I love I love seeing that. I love seeing that with yes. Raul at the top and those three. Oh, that is, there's no way, entertainment factor, you are going to get value for money. And you might lose a few more games, and you might concede a few more goals on occasion, but I tell you what, going forward, it looked sensational. And it looked great as well with Fabio Silva in there. And when he got taken off, and you bring on Max Killman, and, and, which is a completely understandable, What impressed me, I mean, because they were defending deep and you can understand that, you're preserving a lead, you know, at Arsenal. But the breakaways, sorry, Pedro Neto, and Traore, Traore was great as well, you know, breakaways wise. But the last thing you want to be doing if you're chasing a game is having Neto and Traore getting the ball on the halfway line and running at you and crossing. They're so stretched. Neto was unbelievable. Twenty years old. I mean, I think I might have said, you know, at the time, I think he's the best of the lot. Uh, he has got absolutely everything. This kid. He is brilliant. He's great to watch. He's got a lovely personality. He's happy. He's fun. He's cheeky. He's got an incredible touch. He's got a great shot. He's got his first Portuguese cap. I mean. He's already scored his first Portuguese goal. It just gets better and better and better. I'm so excited with that. That those three midfielders or those three forwards, whatever you look at. Uh, I mean, I, I want to see him play every week. I really do.
1: Yeah, and um, we. I think we spoke about it in the immediate aftermath of the Arsenal game that this changing system has almost made the squad seem a bit deeper. Yes. <laughs> and 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 have a few more options. Um, I mean, Silva. I mean, we talk about him there and. He could very much start Liverpool, but I've got a slight feeling that he might not, but I don't think that is necessarily the worst thing. You know, you've got Neto, Traore, Pedence. I know not one of them is a conventional centre forward but I think all three of them don't spoil my Liverpool preview don't spoil my Liverpool
0: preview but (laughs) I think
1: I think all three of them you know if you see them in a team as a front three you're thinking right this has got this has got the chance to to hurt teams absolutely you you know and it's a different way of playing of course and of course you'd want Jimenez up there he's going to be missed hugely you know make no mistake but there is options now. For now, he can go for the more conventional centre forward in Silva. Mm-hmm. He could have a. He could even play a Matinier in yes. the hole at some point. Um, he could bring Neves back in at Liverpool and go uh, Matinier as a, as, an, as the attack-minded midfielder has, has seen against Southampton, which worked. So there is a lot of options now, and you know, even with even with this injury, which of course none of us wanted you know wolves aren't looking desperately short at the minute i mean we we'll, we we'll, we'll, i guess the proof will be in the pudding in the, in the weeks that that are to follow but you look at those forward options and, and particularly the way they responded you know in the face of adversity at arsenal and you, and you are encouraged and and excited really about what these lot can do uh, in the weeks to come
0: yeah um i mean they are 7th in the league now joe so 10 points 17 yeah. games i mean you know level on points with West Ham are in fifth there you know 3 points away from from you know third place it's it's great they are coming into a very difficult run of games as well and it's going to be a, a, a you know the quick and, and very few rest days as well especially when you go into the latter you know, later on in december but like you say this formation and these players and the depth that you've got with this formation allows you to do and the change of formation you know that they could they could upset a few more teams going away from
1: home. They really could, and and at home as well. Yeah, and it, we we've said it so many times, but we've wanted Wolves to kind of take the end break off, really, and, and kind of go for it. And I think the towards the end of last season, the best performances that we saw were, were were the I think it was the Palace game and the Everton game towards the end of last season, where they kind of just took the end break off, said we're going to take it to you and we're going to beat you. And they did that, and we kind of saw that against Arsenal. Like you know, in in the most unlikely circumstances, a lot of teams could have gone into their shell, and as we say, would have been perfectly uh, a perfectly reasonable thing to do because your mind is elsewhere. You're worrying about your teammate, you're worrying about your friend, and you know, as as now says, they're, they're a family. You know, they've spend so much time together, so it, mm-hmm. it, you know, they're going to be naturally concerned. Um, But to go and show that attacking intent and take the game to Arsenal in the way that they did was was nothing short of remarkable and if they can carry on doing that moving forward, yeah they may ship a few more goals, they may drop drop a few points um, but I I think there's a lot to be admired and um, if they go like that every week then I think uh, fans will be happy. Shall we take some questions from the beautiful people?
0: Yay! Let's take some questiones. Here we go. Um, Poco Drum says, uh, with the Wolver- Wolves-Liverpool game being available on Amazon Prime? Oh! Oh! Although, to be honest, if you haven't got Amazon Prime by now going up to Christmas, get it. Because you know you're forgetting something on the 22nd of December. And there's only one, there's, there's, there's only one person that's going to ship it on the 23rd or 24th. <laughs> uh, what is the worst purchase you've ever made over the internet, Joe? Oh.
1: I bet you've made some dodgy ones. Oh,
0: I tell you, the worst one over the internet. God, I God. mean, Al- Alana's picture over the internet looked great. <laughs> and then she turns up on the doorstep, <laughs> and I'm like, wow. God, I hope
1: she's not listening.
0: She doesn't listen to this part of the podcast, mate. Uh, f- 15 minutes in, she would get over the banter stage and she's not listening, mate. Oh, if, okay. it, otherwise, otherwise, I would not... I think she's out at the moment. I would not have a chance of seeing Christmas. I won't be bringing in 2021. 2020 would be my last year, I think, on this planet. <laughs> but yeah, that was a disappointment. Um, what else? Um... <laughs> um <laughs> I bought some pumpkins once from china for um for Halloween which um we spent eighty six dollars on because it looked incredible and then they arrived about four weeks ago or five weeks ago whatever just before, and they were just literally like they you wouldn't see them in the pound shop they were t- they were hollow, they were cheap and nasty, and then w- they wouldn't give us our money back, so I had to go to the credit card company and get it back ourselves
1: uh, okay. a disgrace. Um, I bought some football boots off Nike ID, um, where you create your own colours, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah snazzy, yeah. So I went for the classic black, red and silver, mm. um, but the red kind of, when the came, turned out to be pink. Oh, um I quite like that. Uh, they were okay. I've never really worn them now, and never really got any use out of them. I've never made like a shocking purchase, like one of these Chinese things, and you, it turns up a completely different thing. But those boots, for the for the money spent and the time that went into it, for the amount of times I worn them, which must have been about three or four, mm. um, yeah, I think I'd, that'd probably be my worst. Yeah.
0: Uh, Fred and uh, King Wolf saying um, the same kind of. Do, do we go in for a striker in January or not? And uh, Nuno was asked that question as well. Joe, wasn't he?
1: He was. Um, and again, I, I, know, I know it's a natural thing to, to crop up, but I still think it's a bit early doors. Yeah, uh, I think they've got. You've got to see how the team um, kind of goes about things in these next few weeks. You know, for sure. it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one of fixtures, but mm-hmm. if they can come out of it with a respectable points total and. You know, we saw Neto and Pedes both score against Arsenal, which was which was big. I mean, Neto Neto seems to be the one that's really kind of making up the shortfall from last season at the minute. But Pedence is gradually getting more goals. Hopefully, we can it can be Adama next, or, or and then Silva. You know, get kind of get them off the mark and up, firing. Um, but in terms, what I will say in terms of January. And it's always been the case. We knew now he will not make signings just for the sake of making signings. Absolutely signing. not. He will not make a stopgap signing. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it, we, we saw we saw last January window they were heavily linked with uh, Nelson Oliveira, and if they really wanted to, they could have got him. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 is the be all and end all. If they wanted to get Nelson Oliveira, then they could have got him because they, the the Catrani experiment didn't really work, did it? And ultimately, he. It, I mean, people speculated about him potentially coming back. I mean, that that. I mean, he could be a Wolves player next summer for a bit, but I don't think he's ever going to be back in the Wolves fault. But they could have gone in for a striker last January and really kind of signed a striker because we we was looking and we thought, oh, maybe they're a bit short, but they didn't. So unless Nuno really thinks they, they they need to do it and they can integrate them into the long term plan and really develop them as a player and make them real uh, something different uh, to the side and kind of another string to their bow, then he won't do it. And and that and that's the right that's the right thing to to do. I, I don't think there's a I don't really subscribe to the idea of signing players just for the sake of signing them. You know, I, I think you've kind of got to have an idea in place. Real kind of long term view. He can bring this. He can bring that, and then do it if that if that's if that's the case. Um, But in terms of a a loan signing or a or a a kind of somebody who comes in for six months or uh, you know, I'd be very surprised. I mean, they may well think we need we need to depending on how this month goes. But the the big thing is don't make a signing just for the sake of doing it. And no, no, won't.
0: Yeah. Wolf in Bristol, do I make Jota my triple captain in my fantasy football team this weekend? So if he scores, it dilutes the pain a little. And Joe, why do your matchday commentary tweets uh, appear about an hour after full time? Well, uh, I wouldn't make a Jota your triple captain because he's not going to do very well. Hopefully, um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't think there's any. I wouldn't make him anyway because I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to start the game when I mean, he probably he could quite well do. But you know that's the problem when you got Salah and, and Firmino and, and Mane. I mean, I don't, I don't believe any of them is out injured so. You know, one of them's got to miss out, so you're not not guaranteed for for Jota to come on. But I guess if you want to, just in case he does come on at any time, and you don't really care about fantasy football, Steve, then then, then go ahead. Um, uh, Joe matchday um, commentary tweets. I mean, I think the fine for everybody else. I, w- I would suggest that, uh, that that Steve improves his, his, his Wi-Fi connection.
1: I think it's, um, well, there's the Twitter settings, isn't there, the way you get your most, is it, relevant tweets at the top of your timeline? Rather, oh, rather I do Rather than the most time-specific ones, so it might be a case of looking at that. Because Going into your settings, Steve,
0: going into your settings, Go mate. Going into
1: your settings and having a look, um, But but... I'm... As far as I'm aware, I'm tweeting in real time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I I think that it's something like that because I'll often have, like, you know, Wolves' tweets come up from in-game at the top Mm -hmm. of my feed three or four hours after the game. But I, I think that's just... A, a Twitter thing, maybe have a look at that. But yeah, I, I'm I'm, tweet, I'm tweeting as I say things. I, I can assure you with that.
0: See what you see, uh, Reggie. First thoughts and prayers to Raoul and his family, and wish him a speedy and full recovery. Absolutely, Reggie. Uh, with that in mind, what do you think uh, the Wolves players and Nuno's mindset will be going to the match on Sunday? Great job as always, boys. Your coverage of Wolves is of the highest order as always. Thank you very much, Reggie. Um, I mean, I, I guess more of the same, Joe. I mean, they've got a bit more time to to. to to prepare now, and I think Nuno kind of said in his in his in his pre-match press as well that look, the first most important thing is is, is he safe, he's healthy, you know, he the, the operation has been a success, and then it's moving forward and concentrating on Liverpool now with with the squad that they've got.
1: Yeah, um, cheers, Reg. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it's. It's bit, ultimately they've got to carry on as it's business as usual, and, and games are coming thick and fast. And of course, they'll be monitoring Jimenez day by day, daily updates seeing how he is, uh, as they should. But they, you know, they've got games to focus on, and um, you, you know, Nuno pleased with the character that, they, that he's seen in training as we this week. You know, are talking about the, the pack mentality, you know, how much of a family uh, that they are. um have got uh, perhaps. One back, well, there should be one back in, in Say. So I mean, whether he comes into the team, he's, I, I'd probably say, unlikely. But I think he'll be in the squad and he's, a, he's an important presence around the tra- around, around the changing room. You know, he's one of the, you know, kind of big figures in the squad, Romaine Say. So having him back is, is, is good after his uh, COVID-19 issues. So um, he's in, um, I mean, naturally, they'll have one or two players carrying knocks, but there's no other... Uh, big injury news that we were aware of. So, um, Sace back in. Um, everybody who kind of ended the game at Arsenal should should be okay to, to go again. And, you know, Liverpool will come onto it a bit more in a bit, but the you know, the if they take what they do at, did at Arsenal and, and take it to Anfield, then I think they've got every chance of pick, picking something up from the game, to be honest.
0: Uh, Richard Roten says, uh, how many points do you think they'll get in December? Uh, so I'll, I'll read you the games, Joe. I won't, yeah. go, won't go predict every single game, but let's okay. just uh, do it in your head and I'll do it in my head as well. How many points, okay? okay. Um, do you need an abacus? Are you okay with your fingers and stuff like that? Are you okay? Do you need a bit of time? Do you want the, a calculator?
1: I, come on, we'll just, come on.
0: <laughs> Liverpool away. Yeah. Villa at home. Yeah. Chelsea at home. Yeah. Burnley away. Yeah. Tottenham at home. Yeah. And Manchester United away.
1: Uh, ten. Ten points. I've got... Okay,
0: I've got eight points. Okay. If they can get ten points from those six games, that is... Incredible, yeah, they'll be there or thereabouts where they are now, and they've pretty much got their hardest uh month by, by a considerable margin out of the way. That would be magnificent. I, I, I mean, I love it, I love it, Joe. I love it, son. Love it. Um, yeah.
1: might be a bit, might be a bit optimistic, but oh, I think they can, you know, you I, I don't fear no, but, no, you. know. No, no, absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's, definitely, take, especially in this new system. T- take it to them um, and, and see, what, see what happens, yeah. Flu
0: like symptoms says does Raul's absence <laughs> I hope you haven't made if you- <laughs> Does Raul's absence mean the death of the three centre centre-back setup? We're not getting anyone from anywhere who could do with what Raul did, so little in that formation, those one nil wins and nil nils with anyone yeah. else we promote loan by says 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 flu like symptoms. Yeah, I, don't, I I don't think it's the death of it. I, like I said, I think we discussed before that that they can they can interchange these systems. I don't think the form. I don't think with Raúl going changes the formation one way or the other. I think it's two options and two two very good options that they've got. It'd be horses for courses.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think you know the 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 3, four, three or the 3-5-2 or whatever you want to call it is is out, out the window. I think it's very much um, a consideration from Nuno, and it, you know I wouldn't be shocked if it was implemented against Liverpool um, <laughs> I, I, I personally think that he was, don't but, do it no come on I I, I think he will stick with the four for, for now but you know I don't think it really out either but it, it's good to have I mean it, it's if there's anything that we've perhaps said about Wolves under new now over the past few years is that they haven't necessarily got a plan B at times and then if they have got a plan B then they haven't quite got a plan C but now you know they could. They've played three four three. They've played three five two, and now they're playing four three three or four two three one. Whatever you want to call it, really. Um, and that's three formations and three formations that have bought about. I mean, I know it's very early days with the four at the back, but they've looked good and, and and suit the players that they've got. I will say with a, with a four. I think it really suits Samedo and Marcel down to the ground. Yeah, they are they are fullbacks. They are they fullbacks. I'm I'm convinced of it. I mean, you know, Samedo, yes could be a wingback. The more he works works on it, and more he works on the system. Um, I mean, it took a little bit of time with Johnny, didn't it? And I think naturally it will take time with Samedo as well. But for the here and now, you know, he's played the majority of his career in a back four, and he looks like a fullback. And um, I thought he looked better against Arsenal, I thought he looked more comfortable, I thought Marcel was just solid, you know, he, he's he's just now fuss, now kind of thrills really, but gets on about his work solid and just kind of showed his experience really and didn't do what he didn't do anything stupid and kept it simple and was all was all very nice. So I, I think I'll, I really I really subscribe to, to this idea of the back four at the minute. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think uh, you know uh, I know he was was obviously had one one good game and and and, and you know one one poor game or one 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 but averageish I yeah. guess and. Uh, And look, I think Marcel. I think it's Marcel's shirt to lose now, uh, at least until Johnny comes back. Hopefully, March time. You know, in February, March time. I think that will be. It's Marcel's now. Whether whether they go with three at the back or they go with a back four, I think, uh, as long as he stays fit. And look, that's a big question mark because he he is prone to to picking up a few knocks. Is Marcel? um, The shirt is his for certain. Definitely gave a lot more solidity to that back line.
1: Yeah, definitely. I do like Aitnuri, I will say that. I, I like I like his kind of, what he's about. And I do think, you know, getting Vinagra out and getting him in, I still think that is the right move. You know, I, I think Vinagra had come to the end of his, his worst tenure, really. And I think he, he, needed, he needed a new kind of club and a new place to play his football. Aitnuri, yeah, his early days and, you know, 20 million at the end of the season. I think the jury's out over that at the minute. But I, I do like the approach and I, I do like what he's about. He just needs more time because he's he, he's so early on in his career. A bit, bit similarly to Silva. They're such early days. Um, but I, I think there is definitely potential in him.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested to see at the end of the season where they take up the 20-odd million option on Nuri. On you know, I, I've got to think that Vinagra's coming back. I can't see Olympiacos paying 25, 27 or whatever. It's a million pounds for, for Ruben Vinagra. So, um, you know, you could you could... Potentially, I know they'll probably maybe look to move him on, or maybe get him another deal somewhere else. But you can't have Inagra and Nuri and Johnny and Marcel in the same squad, can you?
1: No, no. I, I think you know. Well, you'd, ideally, I think in a, in a in a small squad that Nuna likes, you'd have two, not mm-hmm. not three, mm-hmm. really. Now, whether Marcel in in the in the future becomes more of a centre half option, but um, yeah, I I, I I like I like Nuri. I like what he's about. But for the here and now, Marcel's the way to go. It seems.
0: Uh, there's quite a few questions about formation against Liverpool so um, Jamie Walters uh, we'll come into that in a minute does, does Jota celebrate when he scores he says he scores a hat-trick but I say does Jota celebrate when he scores yes or no
1: I think he I think he will and I wouldn't be good Jimmy if he does really I I, I don't really get like you know um, get players not celebrating I I, I if it was me, I I'd, 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 I'd think I'd celebrate, you know what I mean? But- yeah,
0: fan, fans in the game as well. Remember, 2,000 Liverpool fans will be at the stadium because they yeah. are in Tier 2. Um, I would say that he'll... Um- He'll score. Like, I don't think he'll go off. I think he'll he'll, he'll smile, he'll, 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 he'll give a couple of high fives, but I think it'll be a very muted celebration, yeah, what I would like say. not like
1: knee slide kissing the badge all that palaver, but I don't expect him to not like celebrate a goal like, or not acknowledge a goal. You know, no, when, when, no. when players just walk off all dejected after scoring a goal, I, I, I don't really get that, to be honest.
0: Um, Adrian Till says, Is dark chocolate hobnob the greatest biscuit ever?
1: Well, I'm going to do a knife and a malted milk and say oh, I haven't actually had one.
0: Oh, you don't? You I'm, haven't had a hobnob? D- not a dark chocolate one, though. No. Oh, everyone loves a bit of dark chocolate hobnob, mate. I've had a
1: milk chocolate hobnob, but not uh, a dark chocolate hobnob.
0: Oh, dark chocolate and e hop hobnob, mate. Absolutely superb, mate. 100. You've got to try it. Okay, maybe, um, I'll,
1: maybe I'll try one next week, like you did with the uh, malted milk. Oh, very nice, very nice. Um,
0: Tunucks, mate. I love a tunnocks. I've got, oh, got yeah, one. Nice. are superb. That that with a hot cup of hot cup of tea. Oh. Oh, you stick it in your mouth and it just melts in your mouth because you got the heat around with the saliva from your tea, and then it's yeah. just kind of like just naturally just just melts in, and you still have with a with a on the wafer, and then you just get you always want a little bit just stuck at the back of your teeth just for later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Save, it, save it for on, save
1: it for later. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much for your questions this week, everyone. It is a uh, it's all against Liverpool, Sunday night. Amazon Prime. Uh, at Anfield. Uh, well, you know, we have kind of been talking in and around it, Joe. Let, let, let's talk about the main the main selection issue, because you've wanted yeah. to do it for the last 55 minutes. Um, and that <laughs> is the uh, that is what formation they'll play. So I guess the two options, you know. One is one is do they play basically the the same formation that that, that played when Raul went off injured uh, with with um with silver up top and and supported by by neto and triore and pede or does he go back to maybe bringing in a, a ruben neves alongside dendonca with Moutinho slightly pushed pushed further up and then you've got maybe Pedence playing that false nine with with neto and Traore either side of him i know you mentioned it early on joe and and i actually thought this as well i think he might go with those three especially this st- Shocker of a time Traoe gave to Robertson as well recently. If he can really isolate him, if he's fit Robertson, and if he's not quite fit, even better. I know Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably going to play this game, as is Fabinho. I would expect them two to come, to come back into the side for Liverpool. I would just suspect that he might go with those three and have Silver ready to go if it's not working out.
1: Yeah, I... um,
0: And never to come back in and say, "Okay, here you go, here's your big players, here's Anfield, mate, go and show me what you're made of.
1: Yeah, I I think so. And I think Liverpool, I mean, they have even been playing with um, four attackers on the pitch at times. Mm -hmm. They've figured out some sort of system that you can play Jota, Salah, Mane and Firmino. Um, If they do that against Wolves, then you'd, you'd maybe think that They'd want another body in midfield to then drop in and perhaps help out the defence. Maybe somebody like a Dendonka or even Neves can at times almost kind of help bridge that gap, you know, and provide more support to the centre-halves while it's a back four. Um, and if he doesn't go with Silver, I wouldn't say, oh, it's he's not got that much faith in him or anything like that it's still very early days with Silva and I think while he did do very well at Arsenal and I wouldn't begrudge him a start here at all at the same time if he doesn't start it's not the end of the world I mean there's plenty of games coming up this month you've got to kind it's of try and keep completely him completely
0: different uh, to, to not being called upon against Arsenal I, I would say you know with, with the confidence yeah. that we talked about yeah. that earlier it's a completely different scenario now it's not as if he's going to go Oh, you're joking! Well, I mean, obviously, you know, if he doesn't, and he quite could could easily start Joe, but if he doesn't, that's completely different, um, you know, mentality and formation and discussion than it is whether he's going to be replaced in the heat of the moment at Arsenal.
1: Yeah, and from when we spoke to him a few weeks back, he realizes that this season is a season to kind of adjust and to learn and to, to kind of get to grips with, with English football. And, you know, you don't want to overexpose him. Uh, and I know that, that might, well, he's, he's a 35 million striker. Well, he's not your everyday uh, 35 million striker, is he? he there's, there's, there's such a packed schedule this month. And if he doesn't play at Liverpool, he will get his time and he will get his, he will get his first Premier League start sooner rather than later. I mean, and hopefully his first
0: Premier League goal as well would be yeah, great.
1: Uh, Exactly. It it, it 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 seems just a matter of time, really, on bow for those fronts. But um, if he doesn't start at Liverpool, it's not the end of the world. And if if he goes with Neto, Pedes, and Traoré as that front three, I, I think they have got you know all the all the all the ability to, to cause Liverpool a lot of problems.
0: Yeah, uh, Saez back in the squad as well. Joe uh, Nuno said after you asked him the question uh, in the presser, but I assume that he'll be he'll be straight onto the bench. Um, you, do you expect to see Neves as well then? Do you think that's the thing with with Samedo and Marcel keeping their places? Of course, well, definitely Samedo, but Marcel keeping his place?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Neves and then and then probably Martini are the most advanced of the three, I'd say. And then, yeah, the back four, as 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 it was really. Oh, Kilman obviously came on and, and uh, helped see out the win. And, you know, has has been fantastic, hasn't it, over the over the past few months. Um, but I, I think I'd, I think I'd stick with that back four, putting Nevers in the middle of the park, and um, you know if it's not quite working, and 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 then you know. Then you can bring on, then you can bring on Silver or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think Nuno's got good options. You know, despite despite Jimenez's injury, I think I think he's got a good few decisions to make. Yeah, and look,
0: every single Liverpool game I've seen this season, they are open. They are they they are yeah. ready yeah. to yeah. be scored against. This isn't the Liverpool of last season when they were I mean, I've goodness me, I mean they still cause massive problems. I won't go into the Anfield situation, Neto and etc. And even the home game, I mean they were delighted to win that game. But goodness me, they were they were they were up against it. So uh, especially when you look at the likes of Van Dyke out this side now and they are they they're not the same defensively as what they were. They've shipped goals, they've shipped three to three to couple of t- well they shipped seven to Villa Three to lead. Yeah. I think they've, you know, a couple of goals against uh, Brighton had good times against them as well. That, that was a one-one. They would have been gutted Brighton if they hadn't got anything from that game. So they are open. Uh, Wolves can score goals against Liverpool against An- Anfield. Um, I'm really looking forward to the game. I think it could be very open. Um, they've just got to keep the shape, and uh, you know, there are a couple of things that concern me. But as you would do when you've got that, those three or those four you know, attackers on the pitch, they can hurt you. So they're gonna to have to defend well. They definitely are. And I think that's why I might be, you know, I might be tempted with, with Never just to sit deep I mean he came in very deep against Arsenal he was almost playing as a sweeper at times. I wouldn't I I would I would go with what you're thinking, Joe, and I think that I think he'll play in this game again. Um, but you know they they can change it around very very quickly. And it only takes one substitution to do that, you know. Nunes talked about substitutions and he wants to keep it at 3 to 5, but with one substitution or two max Joe, they can completely change their system and their formation and their approach to a game, which is a great option to have. Um you've got to talk Jota. I mean, look he's done unbelievably well and yeah. uh, he's uh he's done probably better than anyone would have thought even though one of my favourite players if not my favourite player when this you know when they sold him I think one of yours Joe as well yeah. um, we knew the talent and, and despite him being people say he was third or fourth choice I mean every if you had to give me the, the best Wolves team at the start of this season it would 100% have Jotter in and if you had five bad games and you had to do the next best Wolves team it would 100% have Jotter in again I don't care what you say because he's done it he's done it at the very best level but he's had a sensational start I mean I bet even he can't believe it I remember him coming on for his debut Joe and um he made one bad touch or, or shanked, shanked one of his first touches and a uh, decent chance. And then Salah came across 10 yards. I don't know if you watched this game and took it off the next one. He was like, thanks. I've you know, Salah being Salah. Um, I've, had, I've had enough, mate. No, I've seen enough now. No, thanks very much. Just know that this is my show. And then he ended up scoring out a game and he has not stopped. Um, and... and Things like that can completely change it. You know, if, if he goes off that pitch in that first game and Salah's and they're not trusting him already, and they're thinking, oh, these are the big three, you know, you've got someone else coming into this side. This is a, you know, we've been quite close knit for such a long time, and then you've got a £40 million signing coming in. Nah, sorry, mate. You know, as much as they won't admit that, it can definitely prey on you. But the fact that he did score and he's just gone on to score goal after goal and break record after record after record. I mean, everybody will say the writing's on the wall, but, you know, they've got such talent. I mean, Nuno, Wishes him well. They, you know, he loves him and he and he's proud of him and he's at the right place. And but that might that might frustrate people to say he's at the right place because a lot of people were saying, well, he should be at Wolves. But you can understand Nuno's thoughts as well, can't you? It was a good decision, and I think a lot of people, when they were sold at the time, th- thought it was a good piece of business as well. And it might prove to be. I mean, forty million pounds is a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it could go up to forty-five, couldn't it? Um, and and he's done really well, hasn't he? And he, I think, he hmm. proves what we've said before and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing but he's he's probably the ultimate confidence player isn't he Jota I mean he's, he's got a lot of ability make no mistake but I, I can't really think of a player as much as Jota that once he's on a hot streak then that's it you know, he, he, everything just seems to hit the back of the net. Um, he's taken that to Liverpool. He's, you know, improved them. It seems really. I mean, he. Had, I mean, he's probably been the standout of the of the three so far. I mean, you, you, I mean, or mm-hmm. the four, whatever you want to call it. Um, he, he's really kind of uh, added a new dimension to Liverpool. And, and, and fair play to him for that. I mean, you know, some people say, "Oh, well, oh, you don't want to see him do well, I wish he were not He wish he was, you know, rubbish. And and some people kind of reveling in. Um, Doherty's um, situation at Spurs and you know that he hasn't I mean I wish him well at Spurs I wish wish Jota well at at Liverpool you know you could never question their commitment or effort or output whenever they were in a Wolf shirt and players naturally in football move on I mean I was disappointed to see Jota move on at the time and, and you were and so many of us were because he was a brilliant player, and he just really kind of embodied a lot of what Wolves were about in under Thousand and under now. But players move on, and times change, and Wolves are, you know, new players are emerging. Daniel Pedentz, Pedro Neto, you know, hopefully Adama Traore is going to re-emerge now and get and get back to his best. I mean, his performance at Arsenal was his best in quite a while, I thought. So, uh, at the minute, Wolves, Wolves are doing re- well, Jota's doing well, i just hope he doesn't do well on uh, Sunday night.
0: Yeah, let's hope, let's hope, so let's hope he's quiet. It's a terrible game. Um, no, I agree with your thoughts entirely, Joe. Reminds. remains to... Uh, reminds? remains. It's getting late, mate, and I'm losing my mind at 40. Um, um, finish off with uh, predictions. Predictions it is. Liverpool and Wolverhampton Wanderers on Sunday night. Joe Edwards. Her prediction. Pelage.
1: Um, I'm going to go a narrow victory for Liverpool. Um, mm. Just about. Uh, I think Wolves will score, and I think it may well be level for a while, like one-one or something like that. But Liverpool, especially at home, just seem to find a way, don't they? I mean, what is it, 64 unbeaten? Um, but what I will say, it's a free, it's a free hit, really. I yeah. just kind of go for it, and I, I think Liverpool are there, there to be got at. I think you know, there's there's a chance that. I mean, I know Alexander-Arnold could be in the squad, but, you know, it seems like Nikal Williams could play it right back. And, I mean, he gave away a penalty last week. I mean, Fabinho's been playing as a centre-half and he's been doing all right, but he's not really a centre-half. So there are areas to get at the goalkeeper situation as well. It looks like Callagher's going to get going to get the nod in again in the absence mm-hmm. of Allison, but he's a very young, untested goalkeeper. who mm-hmm. would be his first Premier League start. So and Nuno
0: did mention um, that he said you know, he said we have to get shots off. So I think don't don't get be shy shot, to get see shots and test him. And test yeah. him
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. He said we've got to test him. So I, I think um, I, I think that does you know while. It could be just a case of saying it. it. I think it does open up to the fact that Wolves aren't just going to try and sit back and soak up pressure and just mm-hmm. hold on for a, for a draw. I think mm-hmm. that naturally they have to defend well, but I think they're going to try and empower their wall going forward, and it uh, should be should be an interesting game. Score then <laughs> two uh, two what two mm-hmm. one Liverpool I think yeah, two, two one. one Liverpool
0: yeah. I, I... Um, similar to you Joe I think it's going to be a really good game actually I think it'll be pretty open I think it'll be a little bit harem scaring at times I'm going to say that it'll be a good performance but I think they might just fall short Uh, I hope I'm wrong obviously Uh, I'm going to say Liverpool 3 Wolves 2 in a 5 goal thriller but I think this could be a really good watch and um, I think we said earlier on in the podcast as well they might get beat sometimes but you know I think they're going to score some goals as well and if you're yeah. winning and losing rather than drawing all the time as as they've proven at the start of the season that's way better than draw, draw, draw so um, you know I think it's good and I think the signs are good uh, finish off the podcast of course but again wishing Raoul and his family all the very very best uh, thoughts are with him uh, throughout and uh, over the months ahead and looking forward to see the, the banner and what's chosen as well um, which fantastic campaign that, that Wolves are launching and uh, looking forward to see that hopefully maybe uh, by the time that, that Wolves play Villa uh, a week on Sunday so Joe thank you very much mate uh, good luck you'll be at Anfield on Sunday enjoy the trip there from me from Joe have a great weekend take care bye bye